Live from the headquarters of Common Sense, this is Common Sense Christianity. As always, I'm your host, Ethan Foster, here today with another episode. Uh, guys, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you share the episode. Hope it's continued to grow. You can follow us on Instagram, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. And I think that's about all in the introduction, guys. Uh, please wear a mask. Help us slow the spread of COVID-19 so we can get back to normal. Uh, people, the title of this episode is People Are Idiots. And there's a reason I say this. Because you continually see it every single day. And we'll go into several topics today. We'll have two, maybe three segments of the episode, hopefully, God willing. And I wanted to start with reviewing the episode that we did Wednesday. Uh with Zoe and Hannah. Fantastic episode, go check it out. It will be better than this episode. And the reason I bring this back up is I heard a different perspective on the issue that I have not heard before. You know why I have heard this before? Because the source of information that we get is controlled by a few corporations that control the entire media, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, all, all that stuff. And I'm not going to make a political narrative here, but there is a, a, it is a simple fact that our news is controlled for certain purposes. And we can regard this to the documentary Blackfish. I've talked about it several times. It was a very impactful documentary on my views of animal captivity. But hearing Zoe's perspective from it, maybe I was wrong about it all. Maybe we have something different to think about. And I pose a question to you this, brothers and sisters. Who do we believe anymore? Who do we believe? We can take this with any topic. Do we believe President Trump or Joe Biden? Do we believe SeaWorld or the people who made Blackfish? Who do we believe? Do we believe the pastor or the apologist? Do we believe me or a different podcast host? Who do we believe? We don't know anymore. We have no facts. We just have opinions. We just have political spin. We have people pushing their agendas. And it's disgraceful. You don't know what to believe anymore. All I have is my opinions, and I try and base those off of facts. But who knows? It could be spin. It could be half the story. The person that gives you those facts, that makes those facts available to you, may have a certain agenda in mind that you don't know about. And this is something that causes the political divide, that causes the divide in our nation. It's a simple fact. Social media, you hear one side of the story. The news, you hear one side of the story. This applies to Fox and CNN, uh, which are polar opposites on political agendas. It's all you hear. You, you hear a different side from evangelicals and Catholics. You hear two different sides, and no one presents the truth anymore. No one ever is willing to provide straight facts and allow you to have your opinion on it. And this is the thing that I'm becoming to realize. 
and it is something I am going to have to address on the podcast more. Because the facts that I present may not be facts. They may just be someone else's agenda that I'm accidentally pushing because I am not aware of it. And this is the sad fact about what is going on. Everyone always wants to hear one side of the story that they agree with. And it is pathetic that that is happening. I don't blame individuals anymore for not knowing all the facts in a given situation. Because since everything is controlled by certain individuals, then you only get what those certain individuals believe. So with the whole SeaWorld situation, going into the podcast episode, I believe SeaWorld was abusing him. I believe they were starving him. I believe they were painting them with oil to make him look prettier. I, I believe all these things going in. And now I just don't know. Who do you believe? Why do you believe it? You don't know. There's no reason to know. You can't know. Because you don't know if those facts are true. You can't go out and find it yourself. Maybe I'm overreacting. Well, you read a book as an agenda behind it. Well, you read a newspaper as a, an agenda behind it. Well, you listen to a podcast, they have an agenda, whether they admit it or not. I admit I have agendas. I admit my sole goal is to preach the gospel. I admit one of my goals one of my strategies, one of the things I like to talk about is injustices in this world, uh, apologetics, uh, fighting atheism, fighting secularism. I admit that. So you already know, you the audience. But if I didn't say that, if I pretended to be objective, if I pretended to present all the facts, if I pretended to present an objective, non-biased view of the world, then some of you might just might just believe me might just believe i don't have an agenda here i do have an agenda and it's different if you admit that but if you pretend to be objective if you pretend to just present all the facts then this causes divide this causes misinformation and it causes different people's opinions i'll give you an example i felt guilty for going to SeaWorld. Why? Because I was contributing my money, I was contributing my support to someone that took these animals out of the wild and was supposedly abusing them. When I hear Zoe talk and say, if we boycott SeaWorld, they lose money and they'll sell these animals to someone that will abuse them more. Well, you never hear that. You never hear that from the media. You never hear that from these trainers. Oh, release them. Oh, boycott SeaWorld. Oh, that's idiotic. There's no thinking behind it. You see this all the time and everything. You always hear radical solutions. You never hear common sense solutions to any issue in our society today. It's always political divide. We need billions of tests. No, we need no tests. We need to wear masks. No mask. We need to shut the whole economy down. No, we need to open everything up. All of those are crazy. Find middle ground. What will actually solve the problem? But yet, we refuse to do this as a people. Because we're idiots. People are idiots. I may be offending some of you. I don't care. 
It's the hardcore truth right now. What is objective anymore? Who doesn't have an agenda anymore to push? But the worst thing about it is, is that the people who believe and pretend that they're objective and say that are actually the ones who are pushing agendas. And that is wrong. It is simply wrong. If you're pushing a particular belief, if you're pushing a particular worldview, admit it, like I do. Like atheists do, like a lot of Christians do. You're pushing a certain view of the world. You're going to present the facts that support your position. Now, I personally say things that don't support Christianity, and I give reasons why they are in effect. Why they don't matter in a sense. This is called cross-examining. That's what we need to do. We look at the facts and give a common sense solution. And I keep going back to SeaWorld in that podcast because it's what we've been talking about lately. We look at the situation. These animals were taken into captivity against their will. That's a fact. But we also look at the other fact. They can't be released. They won't survive. That's a fact. So what do we do? You come up with the solution. Now, I was like, sanctuaries. Get a government loan. Let's go ahead and make sanctuary for these animals. I didn't think about any effects it would have on the animals. I didn't think about uh, the economic effects or the damaging effects to the ecosystem. When Zoe pointed out that they may contain bacteria that wild orcas aren't exposed to that can spread and wipe out whole populations, I never considered that. Who does? It seemed like such a common sense idea until then. Because I only got one side of the story. I only got someone else's agenda, an anti-SeaWorld agenda in that case. So it is something I am continually learning about. And keeping in contact with her on Instagram, I am learning more and more every day. You might have, if you listen to the episode, you might hear her, uh, I guess you could say, hatred for PETA which is an animal rights organization. Now look, I have my disagreements with them. I don't look into them and stuff because I don't really care. I just think they're too radical and stuff. That's just my opinion. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Uh, but she gives me stuff I've never considered. For example, she sent me something, if I could pull it up really quickly, that said, of the... 2,500 animals that were in PETA's custody in 2018, PETA euthanized 1,700 of them. 1,700. It's crazy. Now, I don't know why. I I didn't look into it. But judging by the surface of the facts there, that's, that's unacceptable. If you're fighting against animal abuse, you don't just kill them off. Now, again, I don't know. I'm going to look into it. And I will create my own opinion on that. But when I look into it, I am going to realize that people are going to give me half of the facts. Because people have their agendas. And the people that automatically believe what they read are idiots. So it's something we have to consider. What are we believing And why are we believing it? 
do we have any good reason to trust anything anymore? Since everyone has their own agendas. Everyone is pushing a particular narrative. I keep stressing this. You're probably listening to this and like, oh, oh, move on to something else. Either. No, if you want me to move on, you have to notice this. You have to realize this because it is unavoidable and it is a problem in today's society. Social media is one of the great uh, tragedies to individual thought. We always keep thinking as a collective now. When our side says something, we automatically believe it and stick with it. And this is what I keep seeing on social media. I'm very active on Instagram. I see it all the time. People think as collectives instead of individuals. Because they hear one thing that supports their collective idea. And then the collective, the head of the collective, will be like, okay, we're sticking with this. We're going to fight with this narrative. And everybody listens to it without question. Without question. That's dumb. That's idiotic. And it is something we need to be fighting against continually. This is Common Sense Christianity. Be right back after this quick break. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. Please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and help us continue to grow as a ministry. We will be right back. All right, folks, here with our second segment. Uh, I'm going to hurry up and pull up. A, bl- a Bill Garthright email. Yes, we have another one. I know it's been a long time. You guys have just been waiting for another Answering Atheist Objections segment. Uh, Jeez, my computer is acting way up right now. So I'll try and talk through this. Um, And I'll, I'll use this to play into what we've been talking about uh, for the past 10 Uh, 11 minutes or however long this episode's been going on. I never keep track. I just talk and talk until I run out of things to talk about and then I end the episode. Sometimes it's two minutes, sometimes it's 30. You never know. That's the great thing about this podcast. We have no um, we have no time constraints or schedule. Okay, so responding to my email, uh, I said there were people still alive that witnessed Jesus' works. It says evidence and what difference does that make anyway? You don't know who those people were. You don't know what they might have witnessed. You're just imagining all this because you really, really want it to be true, aren't you? See, and this is the thing that gets me about people. They just mock you into submission. And that's the thing that Bill has been repeatedly trying to do. I can mock him for an atheist worldview because it is very stupid. It's very idiotic when you really think about it. Uh, So, no, I... I mean, yeah, I hope I'm right, but don't you hope you're right? I mean, it's like people always give me these double standards and pretend that it doesn't apply to them. And this is more true with atheists than anybody. And it's the same bullcrap that they regurgitate uh, every single time I talk to one. Um, And then I, I say the Bible or other religious texts are meant to talk about truth. They aren't meant for it being a good story. He said, evidence. How do you know uh, why a story was originally told? How do you know who it first told it? How do you know what his intentions might have been? How do you know the story it changed as it was passed around by other storytellers? How do you know what their intentions might have been? 
How do you know the intentions of the anonymous authors who wrote different versions of the story eventually? Did they write it down exactly as I heard it? How do you know that? How about the intentions of the anonymous uh, authors who wrote down versions of the story that didn't get in the Bible? What about those stories? What about their intentions? Was their intention not to talk about truth? Then how do you know that? And whatever their intentions, how do you how do you that any of those stories were true? I assumed he meant to put a no in in, in that. Uh, so see, he he just bombards you with all these stupid questions. I mean, really, you're gonna give me this crap? How do you know that the Earth existed before you were born? Well, it's called assuming, Bill. It's called being reasonable. That's the dumbest crap he has given me yet. How do you know why a story was originally told? Read the text, Bill. It tells you right in there. How do you know who first told it? Read the text, Bill. It says it right in there. How do you know what his intentions might have been? I don't know, Bill. Read the text. It tells you. How do you know how the story was changed and it was passed around by other storytellers? See, this is the stupidity that I get. And I've talked about it on the podcast. Let's go back a bit. Let's look at biblical manuscripts, Bill. We can look at, let's just take the New Testament, 5,300 Greek manuscripts. Just the Greek, ancient Greek manuscripts, Bill. And then when you compare those, they're almost identical. Very little error, very little contextual error. So that you could reasonably assume that it was translated correctly. So that's how you assume that it was the original text. Historians don't deny this. They say that it was most likely the original text, Bill. So stop being a buffoon. This is absolutely buffoonish, what you're saying right here. Um, how do you know that what their intentions might have been? Bill, read the dang, ooh, I'm trying to hold myself. Read the dang text, Bill. That's their intentions. Just read it. How do you know the intentions of the anonymous authors who wrote down different versions of the story? I want you guys to know this. He's putting the same question in different words. Trying to make himself sound smart, but he's acting like a... Oh, Lord have mercy. Hold my tongue. He's acting like an idiot. Just a buffoon. Really? Did they write it down exactly as I heard it? How do you know that? Bill, it's called assuming. And we can assume with great clarity. You know how we look at this? We look at history. Did Jesus exist? Yes. We've already been over this, Bill. Was there a Jerusalem? Yes. Was there a Bethlehem? Yes. Was was there a man named Jesus crucified in 33 AD? Yes. Did the apostles claim that he did miracles and later died a horrible death for that? Yes. So, Bill, what's your mental problem right now? This is stupid, what you're writing me right now. I'm going to have a fun time responding to this. How about the intentions of the anonymous authors who wrote down versions of the story that didn't get in the Bible? Okay, Bill, you look at all of those were written in the second century after. Or in between the period of silence between the Old Testament and the New, that 400 years of silence. Use your brain, Bill. Uh, what about those stories? What about their intentions? Was their intention not to talk about the truth? How do you know that? I never said it wasn't about to talk about the truth, but look at the history of it. They don't back up. Whatever their intentions, how do you know any of these stories were true? 
You look at history, Bill. You look at the evidence. But obviously, he doesn't want to follow. I say, maybe it'll be easier if you tell me with the problem, with the evidence that's given. And I was talking specifically about the book Case for Christ, because, you know, atheists have problems with books that don't agree with them. Uh, he said, what evidence? You haven't given me any. Ethan, all I want is one piece of good evidence that your God actually exists outside of your imagination. Just one. Why is that always so difficult for Christians? Alternatively, your choice. I'd accept one piece of good evidence that any of the magical supernatural stories in the Bible actually happen. Any one of them. Take your pick. Do you have even one good reason to believe that even one of those stories actually happened in reality? Or do you just believe because that's what you were taught to believe as a child? Exactly the same reason most Muslims believe in Islam and Hindus believe in Hinduism. Forget the rest of this. Just give me one piece of good evidence that your religious beliefs are actually true. One, why is that always too much to ask? It's always good to hear from you, Ethan. But I ask for evidence every single email, don't I? You typically just ignore that. Occasionally, you make some extraordinarily vague claims about uh, how there supposedly is evidence. But you never actually present it. You never actually demonstrate that those claims are true, and claims are easy. Look, I'm used to talking with Christians. Our emails tend to get longer and longer, as a Christian wants to focus on. And anything else but the evidence uh, he doesn't have. But that's the key to me. I'm evidence-based. No, you're not, Bill. Uh, show me that your beliefs aren't based on wishful thinking. If you can't do that, why should I even take your beliefs seriously? I asked for one piece of good evidence just so I could take your beliefs seriously. If you don't even have one, I've never met a, theory, a theist who does, then you don't have anything at all. A whole mountain of vague claims isn't equivalent to even one piece of good evidence. It just isn't. It's not just amateurs either. Professional apologists don't seem to have anything but vague claims either. It's just your fans aren't looking to be convinced. They want to be confirmed comforted by Christian apologists about the faith they already typically uh, they already got, typically because they were taught to believe it as children. Vague claims might indeed be comforting, but they certainly aren't convincing. As I say, claims are easy. Every religion makes claims. But why should I believe your religion's claims without even one piece of good evidence backing them up? This is why I'm an atheist. Ethan, as far as I can tell, all religions are based on the same wishful thinking, not evidence. And that's not enough for me. It's good to hear from you, Ethan. I'm glad you enjoyed your vacation. Reply with one piece, piece of good evidence. Please, when you have the time. Bill, I've done hours upon hours podcasts presenting evidence. I've emailed you evidence. We've talked about why I believe in the existence of God from the cosmological argument. And from the teleological argument. That's evidence. We've talked about the historical nature and how uh, extra-biblical authors who weren't Christians, who had no motivation to even confirm anything in the Bible, we talked about how they back up what the Bible says, at least the New Testament, Bill. So with that saying, we have reason to believe that the text is true, at least the historical nature of it. And then, Bill, I move on to saying that you don't die for a belief that you know is a lie. No one does. And you gave objections to it. And I answered them in a very clear and very reasonable manner. But yet, Bill, you ignore that. You ignore the evidence. And then you send me this idiotic, pathetic rant 
about how I've never given evidence to you, how I just walk over and skip over it. I will show these entire list of emails to my entire audience, Bill, to show that I've already answered these questions. I have, Bill. They're just not sufficing you. Because, Bill, it's not about truth for you. It's all about agendas. And my friends, this is what I've been talking about. All about agendas. All about agendas. Bill gives me no reason to think that there's no God. When, he, when I ask him, how do you think the universe is created? I don't know. But that doesn't mean your God exists. That's not what I asked, Bill. How do you think the universe was created? How do you think it came into existence? Well, there could have been something before the Big Bang. No. There's no there was nothing before the Big Bang. Stephen Hawking confirms this. The amount of usable energy in the universe would have disappeared if the universe was eternal. So don't give me that crap. And plus, that's an assumption. You, you guys hear this crap? I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just getting bothered over nothing. But it is the stupidest crap I've ever heard. It's just dumb. Now, hey, I've met atheists with very good arguments. Bill's made some very convincing arguments, and I've answered them to the best of my ability. But this is just a, a pile of bullcrap in your words. It is. That's all it is. And I have no respect for it. Because it's stupid and it's you ignoring the evidence, Bill. You just listened to an episode of Common Sense Christianity. I'm your host, Ethan Foster, as always, and we love doing this for you guys. Please share the podcast with your friends and family if you like it, and frankly, even if you don't, uh, subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review so that more people can hear the Word of God. And until next time, God bless you.